This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are desperately fighting to free Reginald from the Goo's control. Quinny continued to use his medallion to help Reginald in his mind battle. Echo used Grandpa Warwick's cheese grater to attack the Goo, and Butthole cast light and drove the Goo out of Reginald's body. But what will they do now that it's possessing Echo? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Echo is consumed by the substance as it leaps, uh, bursts forward from the radiant light of, of Reginald um, on enveloping her um, and the, uh, the combat wheelchair. Um, just again, tendrils, uh, very much, uh, the cover of like one of the paranormal activity movies, like the later ones, but there's just a lot of tendrils and face shit going on as echo is just kind of, uh, fully, uh, fully consumed, which is an interesting fucking problem, I think for us as, uh, players, but also <laughs> for the characters, um, because we haven't gone inside Juniper's mind palace since she merged with Sheriff Moss and company. Uh, so I have no idea what the hell is going on in there, uh, but also uh, it'll be curious to see kind of what happens with the body. Now, up till this point, the way the symbiote has been operating, because its brain has basically been removed, is it's just puppeting whatever it's got. So I'm inclined to say that uh, since Juniper is in Echo form, it will puppet Echo. However, yeah. if anything fucks with, and Laura, I'll have to lean on you for this. If anything fucks with the changeling elements that would force you to revert or change, then we'll we'll have to deal with with okay. that as it comes. Particularly given that um, the merged Sheriff Moss, yeah, is in kind of a constant state of flux, just in in her kind of normal normal guy. Oh, though no, Juniper's been able to, to temper that. So you're fine yeah. to stay in Echo. If anything goes awry, then we'll, we'll deal with it as, as that happens. Okay. I know traditionally it's like if you've been knocked unconscious, you revert to Moss. Yeah. Um, but damage being what it is with the symbiote and everything, it's a bit complicated. So mm-hmm. we'll just roll with that as as we, we do. Um, that said, as the consciousness controlling Echo... Laura, previously when we've gone inside Juniper's Mind Palace, it has been into Juniper's head, not Moss's head. Is that correct? Am I remembering that correctly? I don't remember, man. Fair enough. How, <laughs> I think how Juniper was Juniper it? at the time. I don't think we've ever gone into a Mind Palace while Moss was yeah, the dominant Yeah, I definitely don't recall. If we did go into Juniper's Mind, I don't recall what that looks like either. So it was. I, I think it was like in passing, we've thrown around the term Mind Palace so yeah. uh, liberally. In fact, I, I mentioned it just very casually when I was teaching the other day and someone was like, Mind palace, and I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> right." Uh, I was like, eh, eh, "Sherlock," and I was going to say, "Yeah." Talking. I, I didn't have it. I was like, "Oh shit." Okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. 
Fair enough, student. Um, so we've <laughs> joked, I think, anytime we imagine someone in their interior life, we tend to just throw my pals around. So yeah. I'm happy to just figure out what, what this looks like cool. uh, now. So Laura, um, based on your understanding of of the the sort of merged consciousness and everything else, um, what where do you find yourself? Uh, I am standing in, like, a kind something that kind of looks like the village square of where I grew up, but everything's shifted in color. It's everything's a little bit more vibrant, like almost like colors that you could only imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I dig kind that. Of like, yeah, and then uh, all of all of uh, Juniper's personas are just kind of going about their business. Whatever that business cool. happens to be for each of them. I like that. Cool. When like you say all of them, how many are there? I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine main ones. Main but ones. Then there's the, the the kind of the masks that Juniper has adopted too, and they're they're not as clear. Masks are basically like temporary faces hmm. that Juniper can put on or. Oh, so things like that don't that don't have like a deep history, like a persona does. What'd you say? He said, oh, so oh, like, so like, like a mask. mask. <laughs> Just being like helpful, a mask, you know? a, yeah. a false face you put on temporarily. Uh, it's an interesting concept. I'm just struggling to wrap my a false my... face that you put on. You know, like a hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's temporary, like a face hat. Tom's student had also not heard of masks. It was a real education <laughs> for him. Honestly, it's intro to stuff you should know about for references 101. Uh, Dan Harmon <laughs> is to teach it. Now it's me. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, that makes sense to me, Laura. I like that a lot. Um, I also think um, given that Juniper has such a, a very strong sense of self that in a lot of ways, I feel like Sheriff Moss even doesn't really have um, that this would be the overriding consciousness for mm. uh, for this, um, particularly since, like, purely Echo is very much a manifestation of, like, Juniper's will and, yeah. and Juniper's uh, things. So I like that. Um, I will say that because this is, like, um, you know, you kind of on your back foot with, you know, the invasion of, of the symbiote and everything else, um, the, all the colors being off, I think, sounds right to me um it's also got just a bit of a tim burton vibe where like the angles are wrong mm-hmm. proportions are wrong and any sense of familiarity and safety and comfort of being kind of back in your your village um in eberron check out our one shot if you want to know more about that um it it kind of dissipates very quickly um as uh dark shadows uh kind of form and at first you're seeing your your personas um, and your masks, um, but then you you see just again. There's like large kind of lurching shapes uh, as the shadows yeah. become kind of symbiote. Um, in the same way that Reginald was facing a wave, yeah. for you it's just all the shadows deepen and darken and start to coalesce into uh, in, into uh, versions of the symbiote. Um, unfortunately, because your brain is so busy, um, you also see the the personas aren't necessarily aware, but like are are getting like, you know, hassled in some ways by by these things. They're converging on you because technically none of this stuff is actually here. It's yeah. I think in that case, it's like I, it kind of feels like if Juniper looks around, she kind of sees Moss, but Moss is also looking around and seeing Juniper. Like they're kind of both in the center. I buy that. Uh, yep. And uh, I would suggest that Juniper kind of is slowly drifting away. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think we, we can safely say that the, the Moss is a split image of Sheriff Moss without um, all of the, the other mm-hmm. um, sort of like transformations um, in her chair, kind of like it's literally like seeing, you know, double vision of if you took OG Moss and overlaid them on Sheriff Moss, um, you almost get a bit of the the like yeah. split lens uh, piece. 
Uh, okay, I like that. So yes, there's there's like a lot of chaos around you. Um, you can see uh, a dark shape rapidly moving kind of through the shadows as these these things start to coalesce around you. Um, can you roll me a perception check? Yes. Ooh, uh, 20 total. 20 total, okay. Um, you see movement that seems unfamiliar both in that it doesn't move the way your personas do and it doesn't move the way the symbiote shadows move um somewhere in the distance uh, unfortunately before you can get a proper glimpse of it uh the the symbiote shadows close around you um mm. we talked with reginald about uh kind of him throwing up the the palace uh of, of his father uh give it a think because we're we're gonna move um in Order, we're going to be jumping over to... That was Reginald's turn that caused this because he cast light on himself. Or, wait. Butthole Ryan, cast light butthole on Reginald. Cast. Okay. Oh, so that's great, actually. This is your initiative, Echo. So we can... Oh, lovely. We can, we can talk about what, what you want to do here. Um, you see all these shadows closing in around kind of split vision moss and a, a slowly disintegrating juniper uh, persona. Um, what is... What's your kind of immediate... Uh, defense for Reginald, it was armor and and safety. What's what's the first thing you try and conjure uh, to put between you and the substance? So, if Moss was being like physically overtaken by something, or or say lost control, I know what she would do. But I mean, that is kind of what's happening, but. I think in her mind, she kind of has to do the same, which is she is going to try to throw on a persona in her mind that changelings know of and take on when they have to fight in a way or do something that's just like kind of horrible and they would rather not remember god damn okay so it's just known as the dark and she becomes kind of like a humanoid kind of like black almost like so black that it like looks like it absorbs the light like figure and is just going to this figure is basically going to attack with all it can and Moss won't remember. That's fucked God up. God damn. There's something extra horrible about the fact that you're doing this inside your own brain. Like, yeah. it's one thing to do it in the outside world, and I get that. But, like, there is, I mean, you're going to have to call Martha to talk to yourself uh, later on about this. This is some fucked up shit. <laughs> if, also, I love if that. myself that, remembers. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I deeply love the, 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 like, void from which no light emerges. There's a great, uh, comic, uh, Noctera that has a villain named Blacktop Bill, who is exactly mm. that. He's only a smile and otherwise just, like, jet black silhouette and, oh, nice. fucking sp scary as hell. So that's living in my brain and that's going to keep me awake later. Yay. So, um, great. Good job, Laura. <laughs> Causing the DM sleep. You and baby Miles <laughs> just tag team it. Okay. So. Um, Laura, do you have stats for the dark? Uh, the dark will have the same stats as Moss. Because, like, uh, say for, like, in the real world, mm -hmm. not in the mind, um, it would still be, like, a form of Moss. I gotcha. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead then with, um, let's go ahead with an attack and just kind of see where we get to with with this. I'm very curious. And okay. also, like, deeply unsettled. <laughs> I'm supposed to be throwing the monster at you. I don't like this. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think it feels right to then cast a moonbeam inside and just hmm? would. Well, I guess if you've got access to all of your own shit, I'm just curious if the dark would consider moonbeam given the like. But yeah, that would make sense because you're, yeah, okay, great. I like it. Go for it. Yeah. Ugh, it's just, it's just, I don't like it. 
it just it, it grates in a, in a really good way. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Except instead of like, uh, as I'm just pulling up the details for Moonbeam, um, instead of like the normal light of the moon protect me, it's more like demanding that the moon appear. Fair enough. Um, so can, I, I I hate to ask. Can we hear the exact wording in the voice of the dark? Because I also need to sleep less, apparently. Um, no, I think you can just imagine it. Ooh, Ooh going Mary Shelley on us, huh? Yeah. Imagine it's like a voice that, as a, like the form absorbs light, it's almost like the voice, it's almost absorbs sound instead of emits oh. it. Okay, but what are the words? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, We're already inside of Mind Palace. It's vague enough. I gotta have something solid to hang my mental hat on. <laughs> um, it's not even words. I'm sorry, Ryan. It's not words. It's it's it is uh, it is the feeling of like a um, it is a demand that cannot be refused. I'm imagining it as a fist crushing the moon uh, myself. Uh, that's that's it, that that's the mental. That's something like that. It's like pulling yeah. up and like taking. I'm hearing the unhearable noise as saying "Moonbeam, please." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jenny Slate is uh, is playing the dark. Uh, yeah. uh, dark awesome. here, no dark there. Ha <laughs> 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 Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is these are all great takes, and uh, I, I could go like... for I could go for the comedy bit, but I I, <laughs> I like what you're not right. Up a it's lot. not right in this. For the record, I, like I wasn't requesting a comedy <laughs> bit, so this is fine. I just I wanted like it's something like this. I was like, no, no, but what is it? I want to know. Everything else has been so specific. That was why I was I was hunting for specificity, yeah. and the answer was good. Right. Okay. So um, I ask you this every time. Because apparently I do not have a memory. Uh, Moonbeam, uh, I need to roll. Constitution save. saving throw. Did I almost At, say we'll save? You're <laughs> goddamn right I did. At DC 16. DC 16, all right. Um, and I'm casting it at level three, okay. by the way. It passes. Well, boo earns. That's okay. That's it'll, radiant light though, right? Yeah, so it'll take half as much. Mm. Twice as half as much is twice just as, as, much. as much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I think I'm going to get a nosebleed from hearing that. <laughs> Those are like, that's a eldritch invocation. And what's fucked twice as much as half as much is just as much. Ah, my brain. <laughs> oh, I didn't roll great. Uh, it's only that's 14. A, so that's, what, that's what cult members say before they drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> 14 points of damage. I already did my hmm, so you know what's up. Um, we'll see what happens next. And Laura, you you did the math for me on my hmm. Yes. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> the thing is, I don't have to do any math because <laughs> of yeah. the way this works. <laughs> I mean, you did to say that sentence, though, so it all maths out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It go. felt really good in my brain. Oh, well, it hurt it, my brain. It's like Which a, is the intended effect. So the dark <laughs> continues its reign of terror in our hearts and minds. Lovely. Uh, sleep no more, my friends. Sleep no more. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue raised flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hello, I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. So that was Echo's incredibly unsettling turn. Now for something completely different. Reginald, you've just stumbled out of uh, wrestling. Um, in a lot of ways, I think it, it kind of feels like when, like, you know, you sneeze so hard that, like, or laugh so hard that like soda comes out your nose. Like you just generally you're you're not feeling great after this thing uh, erupted from um uh, from you. Uh, but damn, it does feel good to be clear. I think you're probably having a little bit of that like when you wake up from a, a dream too abruptly business because just like a hot second ago you're having I deserve this yeehaw, and now uh now it's it's a different beast. Um. What's uh what's Reginald's kind of state as he comes stumbling out of this? Uh Reginald has the feeling of when you just hork up a big loogie, but only <laughs> it's happened across his whole body all at the same time, just like <laughs> oh, oh, I'm daggers forward, oh. feeling victorious and terrible. And he doesn't know what's happening, but because of his brand, he can just feel where the goo is. So he immediately is like, no, uh, and he's just going to fucking swing his big old hammer, just smash the goo, which oh, is right. also so echo. unsettling, but he's right. Yeah, the concept of a full body loogie is just like 
Again, deeply unsettling for different reasons. This whole episode is just nightmare fuel. I, yep. I like also, it. he's being blinded by his own armor. He could not physically see because <laughs> he was covered in goo. Now he's lit up. All he's doing is just swinging at the nearest enemy. I like not, it. Not realizing it's an echo because his abilities don't give him that. Cool. Uh, go ahead. All right. That is good rolls for echo, realistically. Uh, hmm. He has rolled a... 14 and a 15. Uh, sadly, neither will do it. All right. He's just hes just a blind man coughing and swinging a giant flaming hammer within a field of hammers. hes It, it looks like a, an incredibly uncomfortable dance. It's not good. It's not good for him. It's not good for anyone else. Well, speaking of dancers, uh, Quinny, um, Reginald, like you're you're still ham boning away. Um, <laughs> I'm still on... ham boning him. <laughs> well, I assume like because this all happens so quickly that I feel like it's like you're slapping away, and then suddenly he explodes and it hits Echo. So you know you stop. I assume uh, yes, he starts swinging a hammer well. though. So I yeah. assume you like duck under the hammer. Um, but what do you what do you do? Yeah, uh, Quinny says, uh, well. Reginald seems better. Um, <laughs> but, well, that uh, that light thing you did is working way better than the power of friendship. Uh, why don't you try it again on Juniper here? Uh, I'll try and make a tasty target for myself, but with a twist, and hopefully we can get this goo to jump off her but not actually get us. Just be out in the open and we can wail on it. Okay, but if I take the goo... Wait, if I put the... Wait... Okay, if I put the light on, on Echo, then there won't be light on Reginald. You're going to have to keep him safe. All right, I'll stand between him. Uh, and I'll, I'll run up between... Well, I'm, I'm small. I'll try and squeeze between Reginald and, and uh, um, Echo in this... We'll spring in stride between... Uh... This <laughs> melee exchange between them. Uh, and I'm going to cast... Use my one remaining spell slot finally after... What feels like 20 episodes of just holding on to it. Um, mirror image. And I'm going to create three yes. additional copies of myself. Indistinguishable. Uh, and the four of us, four Quinnies, a cavalcade, a chorus line of Quinnies, will hopefully appear to be juicy targets for this goop to jump on. And hopefully it will take the bait. You know, Tyler, the concept of multiple Quinnies on our show just seems to stretch the, yeah. the realm. I don't so know. Alien. I don't buy it for a second. Seems seems like hack this... plotting to me to have a <laughs> whole whole thing of multiple Quinnies. You uh, said no, chorus line, that. and they're just all doing the can-can to me now. As they I are. said, speaking Good. of dancers. Um, mm. Okay, I love that. Uh, this is... Yeah. Uh, again, I, one of the things I love about running for you guys is there are stats on this stat block that I'm like, fucking, when would I ever need this? Now. I would need it now <laughs> because I didn't think the goo that had like a weird friendship lobotomy from like an arch villain ages ago would need to, you know, see if it can see through an illusion. But here, here we are. Um, Tyler, is there anything specific on mirror image I should know about in terms of, because uh, yes. the substance is up next. So give me your... They are identical and and duplicate my movement exactly. So there's no way to tell which is really Quinny and which is not. Um, it's basically up to chance for this creature to attack me. There is Fuck, a die roll yeah. involved to determine which um, Quinny it, um, it ends up interacting with, whether it's the real one or one of the clones. Uh, does it dictate, or do you want to give me a number that's your number? Because I assume I roll a d4. Uh, uh, no, uh, it is... Do, 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 do. Uh, I roll a d20 to determine whether the attack targets one of my duplicates or myself. So when, when cool. an attack cool, cool, cool. or when okay. something is happens to me, I roll a d20 to determine who the actual target of that is. All right, I like that a lot. Uh, very cool. Very cool play, Tyler. Thank um, you. I dig that a lot. Okay, fantastic. Um, if I understand the plan correctly, you are going to use Butthole's uh, cantrip of light to blast it off of Echo onto... We've seen it jump from person to person. It mm -hmm. seems to need to latch onto someone. We mm -hmm. feel, or at least Quinny does, uh, Reginald maybe not so much, feel bad about hurting our friends while it's yeah, 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 on no, no. them and with them. So try to grab a Quinny, get a fake one, you're out in the open... And we oh, just yeah. go to fucking town on this thing. 
Yeah, I totally no get guilt. that. I guess what I'm asking is, are you as Quinny's, uh, mm -hmm. your, your cavalcade and chorus line of Quinny's, mm -hmm. um, are you trying to like reach out to it um, and entice it off Echo now? Or are you wait? Is this like step one and then step two is butthole cast? Step light? one, I'm bait. Um, I want to be right. bait. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Um, cool. Okay, anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, I'd like to delay action. Um, no, I spent an action to cast the spell. Mm. Yes, okay. I was like, as soon as it jumps off, I'm going to kill it. Uh, but no. Um, I mean, you can still do that. It's just going to take you an extra turn. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, no, I think that's everything, basically. Right. Okay, dig that. Um, all right, which brings us to the substance. So the reason I ask all these questions is uh, it is, as with Reginald... Oh, you know what? It was still attacking other people, though. But it also has the brand on it. So let's let's fucking see. Let's let's see how this this goes. So we've got Reginald swinging the hammer um, and missing. So he's in engaged range. Uh, Quinny has just multiplied. Based on the way this thing <laughs> works, it runs off instinct rather than uh, intellect. So it's going to attack the thing that it perceives to be attacking it, which is Reginald. Uh, however, it has the brand, which Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, goes off when it tries to do pretty much anything. Or is it just uh, if it tries shape? to change shape or if it hurts someone uh, or Reginald. Okay. So let's see if it hurts. Uh, if it He is also glowing bright with light. I don't know if that will affect its ability to hit him, but have fun. Uh, you are correct. It wouldn't go after him then. It would go after the Cavalcade of Quinnies. Okay. So an 11. Uh, I must roll a 6 or higher. So it is going to a duplicate. Okay. Duplicates have their own AC, which is insane. Uh, I mean, we we give Leanna Lion Shield a lot of business. It would not surprise <laughs> me to know that, like in Butthole's tummy bag, there's just like an individual court stamped, like Butthole Nation approved jersey for each Quinny that's like lovingly <laughs> handcrafted with a kiss on it or some nonsense. So I would buy that. Uh, what is your attack roll, sir? Very bad. Uh, I got, um, I got a 12. That will not hit clone Quinny. That will not be accurate All right. enough. Um, so despite my attack of the clones, um, <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're a real revenge of this. Ah, shit. It doesn't, it doesn't hold together. Um, so yeah, it, it strikes out with. with I don't know if it get... misses. It's kind of a phantom menace. <laughs> hey, oh, there we go. <laughs> Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It does. Um, Quinny's so fighting this thing solo. <laughs> is that yeah. how it's traveling? I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Print it. The yeah. last Quinny. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. References. As I said, Infinity Stones. 101. Yeah. Um, I don't feel so good, Mr. Substance. Uh, so the um, the substance uh, spikes out with with its uh, sort of tendrils. Um, they go at Reginald, and then like the the light shimmers, and um, those ten tentacles kind of like pull away. Other ones spike out at uh, one of the Quinnies, but um, miss horribly. I will note though, it is not trying to jump to the Quinny yet. Okay. Uh, this was this was purely an attack uh, in its kind of like flaily spiky uh, monster monster zone. Um, inside is I think where the brand gets to go to town because uh, as we've established, it has to take forms within the mind of the person it's possessing, um, which will be affected. Here's by what I'll, I'll here's what I'll throw out, Tom. Though, yep. the brand is if it polymorphs or changes shape which may affect it inside Reginald's mind if it's changing shape there, but I don't think it's physically changing shape inside of Moss's mind. That is correct. Yep. So the brand would only affect it if it tried to change body shape. So it's that clear sense. to do its Great. mayhem. But inside there, you know, if, if the dark is looking around, you can still see five Reginalds just in a group banging away in their rune shape on some of the shadows. They're, they're stupider than regular Reginald because they've been separated, so you can hear from a distance being like, hey, still fight, not dead. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> like, that's all you're oh hearing God. is they talk to each other. One of them is just like, yeehaw, I deserve this, having heard it so many times. I Did deserve one better. Did one of the Reginalds say winning like Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah. Jesus true. Christ, I hate him. <laughs> Again, Look, not regular. Established Reginald has snorted a lot of dust. So, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, all right. 
It's one, oh one, one very diluted, very separate from mind part of Reginald. So, you know, they're having yeah. a time. All right. It's I like that a lot. The West of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm taking my attacks. Um, the uh, the dark. What is your oh God? It's taken us six seasons, but I am attacking the darkness. Um, this is insane. Yeah. Uh, it's a well, shadow versus the dark. The only thing missing is the forsaken. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's the AC? Um, I feel like it should be the same as yeah. Juniper. So twenty one. Don't know Juniper's up in twenty one. All right. Oof a doof. Um, okay, so one will hit. H. Um, <laughs> the dark says H. No, no. God, but no. there is no sound, only feeling. <laughs> um. Yikes. Uh, all right. So that is uh, 26 points of damage. Uh, you are grappled. Yikes. Okay. I don't like um, that. And you will start to take um, acid damage on your turn. Um, I think f- for the purposes of, of what being grappled by this stuff looks like, it's it's literally just like as these shadows kind of grow around you and, and kind of move in, it's almost just like a cloud goes over the sun. It's less that they are in like wrapping you up and more so just shadow falls across you and even buried deep within the dark. Uh, it's like your body gets hit by a wave. Like if you're just yeah. like wading out into the water and just like a wave kind of bumps you, but like deep within your sense of self in a really, really deeply uh, uncomfortable way. Cool. Um. All right. Uh, that brings They're us. They're still to... being hit by the moonbeam, though, right? Yes. So I got to roll a save. Yeah. DC uh, sixteen. I, I save. You save. So g- give me, give me your half damage. Half but damage doubled is <laughs> eighteen. Nice. All right. All right. Oh, the hammer guardians are activated on the creature's turn. So. The goo needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, now that one it does not make. It is less good. Yay! <laughs> Moss, I think you also need to based on how we've been playing <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, that Oopsie is Oopsie poopsie. True. Wisdom save? Yep. DC 18. Uh, 17. Ooh. Damn it. That is 25 radiant damage, or 50 for the goo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Very presumptuous of you, Ryan. Or is it? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'll never tell. I'm the DM. This is not, Um, this is really not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Get you out of there. Um, So that is. the substances turn uh, into Butthole's turn. Uh, is there anywhere on Juniper, Moss, Echo, I guess Echo's body currently, mm-hmm. that is not covered by goo? Or is it just all yeah, goo all the time? Uh, after that, that wave of Hammer Guardians and what isn't, you know, it's not like moonlight shines out, um, but it almost looks like um, voids sucking just like bits in like i don't know if, if y'all know the uh the spider-man villain the spot but it's just like there's just pieces almost like swiss cheesing off of it um as the the moonbeam from inside just like rips up bits of it so your hammer garden is like knocking bits away but pieces also seem to be receding inside so yes there's like a, a bit of a, a bit of a spotty um situation like she's almost like one of those uh oil covered ducklings that are always in like the ads for soap and stuff at this point uh, but, you know, but, with the scariness of the ring. Yeah, Butthole's going to look at Echo and think to himself, all right, so Queenie's plan is that I make Echo glow and then the monster will jump and then this will all work out. So he, like, raises his shield to cover his mouth. <laughs> and he's like, wait, Queenie always wants me to be smart. Touching her, the goo can get on me. But touching the wheelchair, uh, and he's just going <laughs> to reach out and tag the chair because it's not defending itself. Uh, and he will cast light on the chair, which is an object which he can do. So the chair, uh, the combat wheelchair, will now cast light, and Reginald's light goes out. Fuck yeah. All right. 
Um, so there are like tendrils and stuff on the chair, but it's not being animated by by this thing at all. So that's cool. totally fair. I think that's that's an easy an easy call. Um, okay, um, I believe I had to Calvin ball this a bit last time. I think I rolled a save on this. Did I not, or did I just fully explode? Light just was happened. Save. Oh, yeah. for the light thing. Light yeah. just happened. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, last no, time. I meant on me, not on on you. Um, it's fine. I rolled super low anyway, so it doesn't matter one way or the other. Um, so yeah, the, um, uh, Juniper inside your mind, you stagger forward as, as suddenly the, the shadows recede, uh, and the, uh, the, the substance, um, pulls off in again, that horrible, you hear all of the, the creatures around you screech in kind of one, one horrible voice, although it is weaker, much weaker. Mm -hmm. It's at this point, almost a whimper, um, from, from all of them rather than that, like overwhelming monstrous screech from before. Oh, um, Tom, Tom, I hate to interrupt, but I have to ask, because we did this before. What does the light arriving look like for the dark? Yeah, so cool. So just FYI, I did roll, and Moonbeam, I could not maintain it. Hmm. That's okay. It's not, you, you, there's, nothing's <laughs> so left there's, in your mind. You'd have to just kill no, your friends in your mind. There's no moonlight, so. Gotcha. Um, okay, so um, internally, um, it literally just does look like, if, if we've been talking about like shadows being cast, further and further and further over. It's literally just like um, one of those time-lapse sunrises. Uh, but of course, mm. it's the moon because Juniper. Um, so just like a massive, blindingly, brilliantly white moon um, uh, rises. Um, and the shadows, um, again, they don't like run. Uh, it's not like, you know, the, the tide being knocked away or anything else. It just, to Juniper, to your eyes, it almost just looks like the light has shifted and all of a sudden, all of the scariness and angle, it's literally just like anyone you know, in a spooky dark room and you turn on the lights and you're like, oh, you know, um, it was just a coat rack um, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Like, it's fine. Everything here is great. I can live <laughs> with all this. Um, immediately, the, the village seems uh, more more familiar, mm. but it's already disintegrating in front of your eyes um, because you're rapidly kind of like coming to um, the dark perceives an unfamiliar shape moving amongst the houses. Unfortunately, Juniper and Moss will not remember it um, because the dark. Um, so you come to as Echo. Laura, can you roll me a... Um, what is, what's Juniper's prime save? Charisma. Charisma. Roll me a charisma save. I want to see if being ripped out of this dream the way Reginald was, if you can maintain Echo. Mm. Or if or if this is like being knocked unconscious. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen? Alright, yeah, that'll do. Cool. Which is good because those clothes would not fit anyone else. Uh <laughs> and Gulper Gulper's outfit, you just would have been like a weird, <laughs> like Hulk Hogan nightmare. Um, okay, so that's great. Um, the uh, the goo leaps off of uh, off of Echo. Uh, Tyler, please roll me a clone Quinny check. What is it? Oh, this is low. What is it? A six or higher? Holy shit! I rolled a six. I'm good. Oh my god, I was so scared that the one flaw in my plan was about to come into play. <laughs> like just, just what if everyone it wailing me? on Quinch and beating Quinny to death. Yeah. Like, we did yeah. it. We're doing it. What do you think yeah. other Quinnies? And they're all like, yeah. Um, I deserve this. He deserves this. Now we're the Quinnies. Yeah. Um, all right. So it does. The plan works. It leaps uh leaps at a, a clone Quinny. Um Tyler, how solid do you do you reckon these mirror images are? We've established they have their own AC, but I imagine that's more of just like a magical resistance. It's basically if it hits them, right? If it hits if it hits AC fifteen, then mm -hmm. the clone disappears, and then you're down to two clones, and you're down to one kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so in this case, I think um, it uh, uh, in that sort of nasty symbiote, just all all if. It's so weird, I think, to visualize it like all of its form reaching at once kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, just finding purchase on Quinny and then globbing on and then constricting, not to like crush him, but to just assume the form. And then the form just kind of like just 
crumpling in underneath its own yeah, weight yeah, yeah. because <laughs> it's just a paper quinny. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm thinking about like as a kid when you'd like paper mache a balloon and then you pop the balloon inside to get like the paper mache shape. It's like yeah. that, but if it continued to go, that's fucking rad as hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it it just kind of closes in on on itself. Um and as as desired, it has a very distinct kind of like shape to it um for for a moment. Uh and that shape seems to contain the the controlling consciousness such as it is. Um and also, I should add, um, I feel like this constitutes a bit of a shape change piece. So, Ryan, I will let the brand go off. Okie dokie. Then, it needs to take a wisdom saving throw. DC 17. Uh, s- somehow, it passes. Then it's fine. <laughs> and it continues. <laughs> Winning! Um... Just a, like a bubble bursts off it and it says winning. Um, okay, uh, that actually makes sense to me because the brand is in a mind palace sense and it's not in anything's mind other than its own right now. So that tracks. Uh, great. Um, oh, did it hurt this fictional Quinny? That that copy is gone. It has no HP. Mm. It's just if it oh, hits okay, it, then. it's gone. Yeah. Uh, now, nah, if it doesn't do damage, then the brand can't help. Okay. Cool. So um, is light a, a bonus action or an action? Light is a cantrip, so it's an action. Okay. As far um, as I know, you're good. Let me check. Spectral Hammer's a bonus action. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if if talking's a free action, Quinny's already just like, get it! Just like, <laughs> talk is already a free action yeah. for us. Light is one action. All, All right. right, yeah, fair enough. But he is correct. Spiritual hammer is a bonus action. <laughs> so Butthole can lash out in his own magical spiritual way with force damage, a kind of damage he would not use against his friends. Uh, so he will summon a spiritual uh, a spiritual hammer. Only, as we've said, it's not a hammer. It's just Butthole, like Henry Cavill, locking and loading an arm and then just throwing it forwards and a big <laughs> golden fist just flies out of him towards the creature. It will be swinging at... <laughs> That's a 15 to hit, Tom. Sadly will not hit. That's fine. He's he's trying. With all of us <laughs> around it, is it engaged? Does that confer advantage? I can't remember if that's a thing. In this particular instance, I'm not... Uh, because everyone was converged on Echo, I'm going to say when it jumps right, to a Quinny, okay. it's not... You're not all like around it, <laughs> punching down yet. Okay. Give it one okay. rep. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Uh Okay, yeah. So you you know you, you throw the fist. Um, unfortunately, as the the quinny within crumples, um, it uh, it manages to dodge not through any uh, ability of its own, just through uh, bad luck of a, a crumpling paper man. Also, uh, the butthole still sees Quinny's face in that paper quinny, and it's hard to throw a fist at someone he loves so much. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's that's a that's a good message. I think uh, that. Butthole continues to be the beating heart of the party. Um, uh, to go the complete opposite direction of beating hearts, other than you know holding them in your hand. Uh, Echo, uh, time for some payback. You you come to in in your combat wheelchair, uh, having excised the uh, the substance. Um, having passed your charisma check, um, you can choose whether you remain as Echo or whether you would try and pull the dark forward and out. Nope, it stays in there. Cool. Laura's shaking her head very definitively nope. for those of you <laughs> listening at home. Uh, great. So, Echo, um, what do you do? Uh, the substance is, is like, trying to invade a fake Quinny. It is uh, packed together enough that it, it has shape and form outside of, of everyone. Oh, that's great. Because um, uh, that just leaves Echo to just, oh... Oh, she just all of her strength. She just like races up to it and just like two hand, like you literally uses the momentum of like the chair, just like pushes it, launches forwards, and just tries to do like like two sharp jabs <laughs> uh, with her with the long sword in t- just into the heart of it. Great, love that. While saying, <laughs> there's oh, no yeah. words. She can't think of a rhyme at this time. There's too much going on. Technically, you did I mean, a good rhyme there. Yeah, exactly. 
practically <laughs> thieves can't at this point. Hmm. All right. right. And uh, yeah, and I'll cast Divine Smite at level three as well. Hell yeah. Uh, you so don't have let's... to cast that until you hit, right? Right. Wait Wait for to oh, spend yeah, the yeah, spell yeah. slot or whatever yeah, it is until yeah. you confirm whether you hit or not. Okay. Yeah. Figures that Quinny's the, the one being like, save your spell slots. Well, the first one yeah. won't hit. That was a nat one. Oh, Laura. Okay. But I am attacking is, twice. Is there a second one, Is Tom? there a second hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll get to my shit later. Let's Fuck. let's see where we go. Oh, God. I'm rolling like... Sh- that rolled a two. I rolled a one, and then I rolled a two. What the fuck's going total? on? The Probably two not, like, is a... 17? 12. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Echo's never going to dare not rhyme again. That's the real cost there. Oh, my gosh. There. That's what happened. No. Um... All right, so with the... She needed that moment to focus. She didn't realize that's that's how she calms her mind. She's a child trying to use a long sword as a prison shiv. So, I mean, I can picture how this may have gone wrong. <laughs> um, the... Uh, you, you roll forward, uh, as described, uh, going for, for the stab. Uh, unfortunately, you say you're aiming for the heart of it. Um, I think, like... In, in Echo's kind of fugue coming out of this, she assumes that there is a heart and something she can hit. So you just, like, slide the sword in in deep. Um, unfortunately, this thing is trying to invade something desperately, uh, and in its uh, in its efforts to do so, uh, it cracks the blade in half. Uh, Fuck what? It just inverts uh, as it gets sucked in, uh, as it's, like, just pulling with all of its might to try and get into something's pores. Damages. Um, the uh the the blade the blade snaps. Not um no. Look, there are people who can repair a blade. Rip rip if damages. You can get back yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um okay. We'll get, we'll get those uh, pieces back. Reginald. Um you're blinking the blinding light of your own opulence and now a chair out. I think it's just nothing but after image for you. Um but uh you saw both Quinny and the substance, which is honestly a two for one for you if you can hit it with a hammer hard enough. So what do you do? Yep. Oh, he knows a hundred percent where that substance is, even though he's blinking away nothing. So he's just like, nah, must winning. Uh and he's just <laughs> gonna lay in with the hammer. <laughs> All righty. So, attack one. Uh, that is a dirty 20. That one will hit, yes. And his second attack, as he's just wailing away, is uh, 25. Also will hit. Okay, so let's find out what the damage is. Broken. <laughs> Inspector Gadget. I didn't mean to do that, but that's just the sounds that I made. Uh, okay. <laughs> the first one will do... Seven regular damage and seven fire damage. Okay. And the second attack will do 13 regular damage and three fire damage. Okay. Um, Reginald, as you you bring your your hammer in the first time, um, uh, you know, you, you swing in, the, the brand kind of rings within it. Um, and the uh, the shards of damages uh, begin to glow, uh, and as you swing the second time um, with the, the sort of the weight of the hit, uh, the power of the brand, the fire, um, all of a sudden uh, damages lights the shards of damages within the, the beast light up uh, as demi- uh, divine smite goes off, um, <gasps> and it's like ringing an anvil with the hammer. Uh, the creature explodes uh, in a blast of of light, and around you you just hear um, like a slump, literally like someone dropping a bag of flour. But <laughs> it's so fucking loud as all of the creatures around you just immediately keel over um, and uh, begin to just leak um, the uh, the goo, which is already turning to um, that, that kind of like uh, molten ash. Um, you think you can hear um, a, a sigh uh, from from the uh, just kind of as as everything dissipates as the uh, the last vestiges of Blood Worthington Tinglaria's consciousness uh, evaporate along with the rest. Um, but uh, the mine is suddenly eerily quiet, aside from um, you know the, the dripping of water, and I assume the uh, deep labored breaths of a very injured butthole. 
<laughs> yeah, Butthole's breathing hard, and Reginald's just standing there like, all right, I think the cave is safe, so I don't know about you guys, but have any of you ever looted an underground kingdom while it was undefended? Not while it was undefended. Nice. And uh, with that, you you proceed to loot the mine. Now, here's the thing. You are on a mission to invade uh, um, Akka. How much time do you spend looting the mine? <laughs> Not very much time. Okay. So um, we'll say uh, you you spend a little bit of time just kind of like looting the, the surrounding area. Um, I will say, uh, because at this point... We, we spend a long rest's worth. Yeah, yeah. That's over, yeah. So ten, well, an hour, like in the early episodes? Um, so, yeah, you uh, you spend a long rest. Uh, you're able to recover some stuff. Um, I'll say, uh, we've as we've established, the, the mine has been picked over. A lot of, like, people left with their stuff. Um, so you find a bunch of material wealth that will help bolster uh, Forlorn Hope. Um in a number of ways. I'll also say you've got like a good amount of, of sort of like gold and, and pocket money um, to buy things in a car. Um, if you can find places to cash in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see any sense in doing actual numbers on this. It's just like, you're good for money for a bit. We, we got um, a voucher, so to speak for. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Um, and uh Juniper, as you um, collect uh, the pieces of, of judgment, like the, the sword. Damages. Sorry, damages. Um, damages is, uh, it's dull right now, having, you know, yeah. expended the, the charged uh, divine smite. Um, you've got definitely a bit of a uh, an Aragorn sword problem where it's like, <laughs> um, uh, you've got like the, the hilt and like a little bit of the blade and they got the tip yeah. of the blade and everything in between is shards. So it will require reforging, um, but uh, obviously you're able to add it to the tummy bag or just like strap it onto the chair for now. Sword of yep. Isildur. Yeah. But got some red tools but as well that we picked up. Yeah. Butthole, put it away. Uh, who who are you right now? Juniper, Echo, Moss, question mark? Um, Grandpa Warwick. Echo needs a bit of a break. So we're back to Sheriff Juniper. Okay, butthole. As he puts the shards away, we'll say, Juniper, I'm so sorry about your sword. We'll we'll get it fixed up as soon as we can. I got a I got a question for you. Are you a hammer person? Um, I mean, I've wielded a hammer to repair fences. But the only help folk out. Perfect. This is the same things. thing. You just hit bad things until they get buried in the ground. It's the same process, top to bottom. So I'm going to loan you a holy relic of the church. Uh, oh, wow. It'll look after you if you look after it. Uh, and he will take out the, what is it? The, the hamel, hammer and sickle. The hammer of sunscythe that he was given uh. that is pure gold, the, the balance of Moonlight Bringer, uh, and be able to hand that over. So... You've got a weapon there, Juniper. Is this the P one? <laughs> yeah, this is the P one. Yep. I'm not going to give you the fart one. That's kind of my thing. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to know what I was handling. Yeah, that, that one does the, the showers of gold. Thank, thank you kindly. This will, this, will, this will do just fine. Your You're eyes welcome. track across like... The racks of swords <laughs> in the armory, <laughs> knowing that you can't possibly pick one up now without a deeply offending butthole. Um, but also, admittedly, they're not magic, so fuck them. Yeah. Um, great. So, armed with the, the power of Sun Scythe, um, a bunch of money, which I'm sure feels pretty good for, for one Queenie Brown Barrow, whether he'd admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and having had a rest uh, and, and recovered a bit, uh, the pathway is open to uh to a car is there anything any of you would want to uh go over or discuss uh before you arrive keeping in mind of course that like it's not like you're like opening a fucking trap door in the dungeon of the castle and it's like oh hi everyone um (laughs) you're coming in on a like a, a warehouse on the outskirts of the the walled city 
So you'll be able to do some planning once you get up there and get the lay of the land. You're not like dropping immediately into a combat situation. I'm just curious if there's any final things you want to do in the mine before we move on. I think as we're walking through the tunnels or walking along the mine, Quinny mm -hmm. would casually approach Butthole and say, uh, wow, that, uh, that final blow delivered by Reginald, pretty heroic, huh? If you ask me, I, I, I think that's pretty, pretty commendable, honorable, heroic, whatever. Well, here's here's the thing. I, I uh, mean, I don't, we, I don't think there's a thing. I think. No, no, no. There's a there's a thing. So, oh. I think, from what I saw, he was gonna smash Echo into pieces in the chair, and then you moved the goo, so he attacked the goo and not Echo. So what I'd say is, one of you came up with a heroic plan that saved a friend, and he looks directly at Quinny. He's like, do you, do you know who I'm talking about? You? You talking about yourself with your light magic that you no, excise no, the no, goo no. with? You did that because you helped me figure out how to do the light thing and you put the fake quinnies that it could die. So that's one of your two heroic things, this mission. But you still have to do a second one because you're, you're further along the path than Reginald and you have to get him to do something that's actually heroic, not just self-preservation while also possibly murdering a child. So being heroic to you is just being rad? All right, this is not going to be as hard for me as I thought. Still a challenge with Reginald, but I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, I'll do something. Okay, okay, but your second heroic thing actually has to be a good thing then. So we're eliminating radness as your what? second one. You get one rad one on a technicality. You I, are just Calvin balling these conditions, your highness. And I don't like that my job is in, <laughs> in the balance. <laughs> it's not just your job, it's your soul. I'm your god, too. Oh, no, no, hold on a second. Those are not the stakes. I just really want to stay the, uh, the guy who's allowed to seal. What did you call him again? Privateer. Yeah, as, as King Butthole, you're the privateer, but as the butthammer, yeah. I'm here to save your soul because you started praying to me. And we already know you're not getting into heaven or hell, so I'm pretty much all you have. And I mean, you want to become a better person, to be a good father, and like become an excellent person. That's, no king can make you into a good person, but a god can help. <sighs> I feel like you came to a lot of conclusions on your own, and you're telling me about them now, later. Yeah, because imagine what happens if I die. Who's going to be my head priest then? It's you. <laughs> like when he has like a full belly laugh at that idea. Hey, you, are, <laughs> you already took powers from someone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, an old hag. Yeah. Chicken leg house. So I'm saying maybe one day you'll upgrade. Oh, well. I don't know. I mean, if you can, if you can help me do this and I like produce like the breach of contract out of the palm of my hand swirl my sword around make it disappear again you know we could talk but uh that's that's a tall order i can't help you do that but if Ginny gets hurt really bad or dies i could help you save her that's kind of fucked up butthole <laughs> i'm just saying that if you pray you're to the not right just God, saying <laughs> you are more than just saying yeah i mean it's a pretty clear implication but i'm trying to teach <laughs> it you. sure is dude yeah but see if you were a cleric you could do this I don't want to be one. And that's fine. But it's a choice. God, you're kind of scary right yeah. now. Yeah, I work in mysterious ways. Ooh. Then he leaves. <laughs> God. I'm going to have to see if I can get Reginald on side with just some crazy god complex butthole contingencies. And uh, with that dire quest hanging over you, Quinny, <laughs> yeah. uh, you you drop back into into step with, with Reginald. Um, uh, Doc Huckleberry kind of limping along um, with, uh, with the help of Goblin Jr., and an oddly quiet uh, Sheriff Moss, considering uh, uh, considering the hammer, but also just she's honestly during that long rest, the first time she's found herself doesn't quite know why, but kind of afraid of the dark. Well, that should be fine because you're entering the happiest place on earth, a car. The nation dedicated to the god of war and the citadel of the necromancer who has raised the dead 
against the living. And yet, for some reason, the shadows do seem just slightly more concerning to you than all of that. And with that level of disquiet sitting with all of you, you enter a car. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punch and fists. Yeah, it's, they're always ready. Now I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? <laughs> I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. I, okay. Okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser. And yes. then what? And then if I tell you to. Yeah. We're going to punch it. The dresser? <laughs> <laughs> You said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. Like a party? (laughs) Like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is... Back upright, all the drawers are back inside, but now it is next to the window, and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.